0: Flight Centre. Best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai. Enjoy Hyundai's generous cashback on SENSA. The Round Ball with Domin and Dudzie.
1: Oh, it is always good to be here on a Wednesday night, the round ball game and uh, things, uh, well the light is starting to appear at the end of that tunnel, Dom Renato and uh, Travis Dodd here with me in the studio, thanks to Hyundai's end of financial year sale on right now, you gotta see it to believe it, the end of financial sale is on right now, look, no further effects to a special value, uh, Travis, uh, always good for you to see me, but... Wow, isn't it good that we know that uh, there are some leagues starting to kick off? We know Germany's going to be kicking off the Bundesliga this weekend, the uh, Korea, South Korean uh, League last weekend. Oh, we can breathe. We've got something to talk about now.
2: I've, what do you mean? We've been talking about lots of stuff. No, no, I'm talking uh, about
1: games on the main... Actual l- stuff. Talking yeah. about kicking balls and stuff. I
2: have, yeah. It's, it's been, it has been tough, to be honest, uh, having to come here every week and... Make small talk with you, so hey, something that, something meaningful will be
1: great. Well, you're actually getting paid, which a lot of people can't believe that you're getting paid for doing what you're doing. But especially, anyway, especially Cosy,
2: Cosy can't believe that as well. You're taking <laughs> all his money,
1: uh, my mate, Gold John Cosmina. But no, it is great news because the uh, Korean League kicked off uh, last weekend, and I think the the whole world were watching the game just to see a game. And speaking well, of I watched that, it. Did you watch it? I did actually watch it, On yes. On Friday I did. night, what uh, a cracker.
2: Suwon. Yeah, and,
1: and and there was a goal that they had, was offside, but they didn't replay. It was a cracker from about 30 metres, and I thought, let's see this again, but they didn't show it. But because of that, uh, we're going to have a, an In Our Aussie Abroad segment, which is coming up pretty soon. We're going to speak to Jason Davidson, who actually plays for Ulsan there in the Korean League. He played over the weekend. Of course, he... Uh, Played for Perth Glory. when he? In fact, he's he's a bit of a journeyman. He's been it around the world is, and back yeah. again. Yeah, Eleven uh, clubs. Yep. So we're going to catch up with uh, Jason uh, shortly, as well as Jay Bird, uh, Carl Viet. Speculation that he could be the next Adelaide United.
2: Yep. Coach. Well, I caught it last <laughs> week. <laughs> I called it very early. Yeah. But, uh, yeah uh, I just want to Jason Davison. Yeah, for oh, for our listeners out there, this will be the first Aussie abroad segment we've done in a little while. That's actually abroad. So, That's true.
1: Normally they're fantastic. here. Fantastic. <laughs> so yeah. he's actually over there in South Korea, uh, as well as Carl Viet, uh, Tony Vidmar. We've spoken to really many Vitty. times. Haven't spoken to Tony. Big Little bad witty. tones. Yep. Yeah. One of the nice guys of uh, football, and uh, he's uh, sort of well, he's associated with the in the national teams at the moment, but he's in Adelaide right now. We'll find out what he's doing, and is he a chance maybe to coach Adelaide United?
2: Well, according to you, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I reckon me.
1: he should. I mean, nothing against Carl. Carl, I mean, I want Carl in the system as well, but I That's reckon.
2: Right. I uh, will just chat to Benny. Benny, can you cut that for when we get Carl on? Yeah, uh, I love Carl. Get, get Dom saying that. Tony should be coach. So we could do that for me. That'd be great. You owe me one after last week.
1: Just because we set you up (laughs) last week, you really have you Uh, you haven't got over that yet, have you? (laughs) Uh, That was a good one, by the way, Benny. Yeah, well done, Benny. Good one. Now, uh, closer to home, the A League. uh, I think what we're hearing is maybe end of July, maybe August, because they're going to open up the borders. That's the 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 main problem at the moment. Uh, Even though uh, we're doing pretty well here in South Australia, I think Victoria one active uh, case we've got left. I know there might even be none by the time we. Finish this conversation Ah none No So that'll be nice To see the A-League back Because they need to finish The season obviously Yes most Um, definitely uh, The NPL What's the story With the the local league
2: NPL So we've uh, We've got uh, the go-ahead, to go back to training, but there's there's still a little bit of uncertainty on, on what we can and can't actually do. So I know the clubs have got another meeting with the Federation uh, this week uh, to go through those restrictions. So uh, going, what is permitted, uh, non-contact training, non-contact skills training, uh, handling of equipment, you Know what what goes there. You've got to have a record of attendance of wow. uh, the players. So players can't use the change rooms uh, stipulated that you can only get there 15 minutes before training you got to stay in your car until <laughs> five minutes before oh, training that's a starts little bit over the top really to to limit the amount of congregating of players so it's going to be difficult I think to to wow. adjust too early on but uh, hopefully this new norm is uh, uh not the, huh? the 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 normal
1: norm I don't like whereas. the new norm that's 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 pretty over the top really isn't yeah it?
2: look we and that's to be honest, we haven't started training at Metro because of this. Uh, we don't know exactly. Oh, so you haven't started yet. No, we won't be starting no. uh, until this, uh, till next week. At this stage, until we've we've got a full grasp on what we can and can't actually do.
1: Because you can you can have ten people, right? So you can train ten people at a time, like one group here, one group over there. Is that the way it's going to work?
2: Well, even that we don't know. We assume so. Uh, You've certainly got the space on the pitch, but uh, last week uh, we had a meeting at the club uh, with a few senior players. Um, Well, no, not yeah, committee members, and I should say. And we've finished the meeting at about nine o'clock, and the police rocked up.
1: Are you serious? Yeah,
2: police came wow. and said that. Well, it that, is pretty
1: quiet on the roads.
2: Well, they said that they, that had a, a call from a concerned resident. No, there was. Uh, oh goodness gracious! Thirty people, thirty or more people meeting, uh, and there was like six or seven of us. Wow. Uh, so the police came and just said that they've got to they've got to respond to all of these calls, uh, of which they had. Many to attend that night But even when we start I think that's going to continue continue To happening uh, happen with all yeah. the clubs
1: That's the concern really uh, Concerned uh, citizens if you like Maybe going a little bit over the top Because I mean really We're not doing too badly here In uh, South Australia and here in Adelaide So there's really no need to go overboard. Let's just <laughs> calm down a little bit. We're not all going to die. We're going to live. Things have been going okay here in Adelaide. Uh, but uh, Because, I mean, when you're outside outdoors, I mean, that's what they want you to do, get fresh air, whatever. You know, training 10 here, training uh, 10 over there, there's no big deal. I know the AFL, they had the Crows players who, you know, I think a whole bunch of them were training together, which you know, we've heard about over and over and over again. It's really not that bad, surely, to be outside training with 10 players in a group.
2: Well, no, you're right. And I think and, you can too. Yeah, you can. I think that's been the case the whole time, to be honest. But uh, we've just chosen not to. Uh, the interesting thing will be you know, talking to Jason and the restrictions that they're yeah. having to try and deal with during game, um, and you know the stuff that's imposed on them. From what I understand, uh, that you know they're not meant to be talking to the referee. They're not meant to be touching each other apart from you know contact that's uh, unavoidable, but uh, celebrating goals, they're not meant to be...
1: Well, they were, weren't they?
2: Well, they were. How how can you not, though?
1: Well, the thing is, what I found while watching the game with the coach and everybody on the bench had a mask, everybody except the players. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) That just didn't kind of make any sense. Like, even though you're not going to play with a mask obviously, but you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody had a mask. There were no supporters, obviously. Yeah. Except the players. They were okay. Uh, yeah, and the referees. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. Anyway, nothing will make sense. But we're going to catch up with uh, Jason Davidson, who does uh, play uh, in uh, Korea, South Korea uh, right after the break. Of course, you are listening to the Round Ball. Great to be talking about football again with uh, Domin and Dodsey, all thanks to uh, Hyundai and, of course, Flight Centre South Australia. We'll be back right after this.
0: Flight Centre. Best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai. Enjoy Hyundai's generous cashback on SENSA. The Round Ball with Dom and Dodsey.
1: Yes, welcome back to The Round Ball on this uh, Wednesday night with uh, Dom and Dodsey. Uh, of course, we're here for our good friends uh, Hyundai. Uh, Hyundai's end of financial year sale is on right now. You're going to see it to believe it. And, of course, uh, Flight Centre. And uh, every, everything, hopefully, pretty soon will be back to normal. If you're planning a holiday, you can start. You've got a few months to plan, though. You can call your local Flight Centre travel expert on 131600. I think some of them are still working. But now it's time for our... Trav, that's your cue. Aussies abroad. Very good. Took a while. Aussies abroad. Thanks to
0: Flight Centre. Best in the air and everywhere.
1: Well, like you said at the top of the show, uh, Travis, normally the last few weeks on Aussies Abroad, we've had Aussies playing abroad, but they were back in Australia, but finally we can talk to one who is still abroad, and he, he played his first game over the weekend, and there's not too many people around the world could say that, and joining us is Jason Davidson. Jason, thanks for your time.
3: Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.
1: No problem, buddy. Hey, what was it like getting on the field finally after just being isolated for so long?
3: Amazing feeling uh, to be able to do something that we all love to do, um, and just to, to get back out there and play competitive match was fantastic. And just we're just super excited to get the season underway.
1: In the interim, what were you doing? We were um, we kept training the whole um,
3: time. Luckily for us, uh, it wasn't a compulsory lockdown, so we've been fortunate enough to, to maintain a training schedule every day.
2: Well, that's excellent uh, because, as we've seen, uh, a lot of the players have uh, decided to come home back to Australia and uh, choose to take that time back with family and friends here. What is it like yeah. now with the the restrictions? Because we've heard that uh, there are, I guess, some rules and, and that that you have to try and stick to about no contact during games. What do they? What do they look like for you now as a player?
3: Yeah, they were a bit surreal and a bit crazy at the start when we first heard the announcements. <laughs> um fortunate for us we had a couple of practice aims so we could um you know get used to the new rules um at the start of the game you have to um walk out with a mask that was one of the rules that they were trying to uh, implement but fortunately we didn't have to do that Uh, everyone on the bench has to wear a mask that that's what uh, that was a new rule in the k league um there was no um contact, so we'd have to bow to one another at kickoff. (laughs) 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 Um, The craziest one I actually heard, but thankfully they didn't go through with it, was no touching uh, on corner kicks. So I don't know how (laughs) you mark or (laughs) how you get away with that one, but fortunately they didn't go along with that. Um, Goal celebrations, and obviously there was no uh, huddles allowed. Um, And in the tunnel you weren't allowed to talk or touch. Um, or shake hands with any of the opposition.
2: What about talking to the referee? Were, are, we, are you allowed to do that?
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, social distancing, obviously, it's a bit hard when you're playing a football match, you know, a contact sport. Um, but, you know, being reasonable and understanding we weren't up in their face. Um, but, yeah, we were still allowed to, to have a discussion with the rest.
2: Very interesting times uh, indeed. What was it like, uh, the atmosphere, not having uh, the fans in there, and... Uh, Playing competitive matches a is it like a training game almost
3: <laughs> yeah it's pretty surreal um, the best way I can explain it is like you said a a training match a preseason match um, you know a preseason match in the stadium um, I did hear after the match and I saw some reports saying that uh they had fake fan noises kind of like so when we scored there was a celebration throughout the speakers (laughs)
2: Um,
3: but it was a bit weird because it was so focused on the game i actually didn't even notice that until afterwards when i saw replays and and i heard that in the news um so it was quite funny um but yeah it's 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 crazy crazy times and something we're definitely not used to uh, as a footballer to go out there and just you can hear the coach screaming you can hear (laughs) um, other players you know Screaming from every, you can hear everything pretty much uh, on the pitch. So it's yeah. different, but.
1: Yeah, watching game, just to play play a game. Yeah, watching a game here in Australia on uh, I think I was on uh, Fox over the weekend, and you, and you can hear the players and the coaches screaming, and it is kind of weird <laughs> and surreal. Yeah, it's fair to say that Jay, that you are a bit of a journeyman. Of course, you played at Perth Glory uh, last yep. season, and then you've played in Portugal, in France. You've been there, mate. It's a good way of seeing the world for free. But uh, what's the uh, what's the standard in Korea like? Well, how have you found it so far? I mean, I know it's hard to say because you haven't played too many games, but have you seen it?
3: Yeah. Um, I think it's a uh, high quality, uh, I think it's a regard, uh, it's a, it's a good quality league, it's uh, well regarded in Asia, um, tempo, as you would expect of Asian football probably, um, very sharp players, um, definitely was very surprised how, how good their technique was, not just obviously some players, but the depth of how everyone, you know, from a young age, they obviously work hard on their technique and, um. They've got great technique and, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a good league. I haven't played that many games here so far. Um, so uh, definitely it will be interesting to see throughout the season different opposition and see how, you know, how good the, the whole league and how good all the other t- uh, players are in the league. But in our squad, uh, we've definitely got a, a lot of high calibre players, a lot of quality players that have played in Europe as well. Um, so it's, it's, it's fantastic to be a part of
1: that. Well, you're getting up there in age a little bit, really, up to 28, and uh, you know you've most probably got <laughs> yeah. another five, six writing years off. to go. Writing no, I'm off. not writing him off, but, <laughs> but th- 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 I'm leading to the question: yeah. is I guess that's maybe is that the why you went to a career because obviously it's a good money move for you. Is is that the main reason? Yeah.
3: Um, you know, obviously, we all know football is a short lifespan, um, so you need to financially. From a financial point of view, you need to make your money as much as you can. Um, But I think for me coming back to Australia and I was fortunate enough to work under Tony Popovich and had a fantastic season last year Um, and then an opportunity to to go to a big club in Asia um, came up and for me I looked at it from a football perspective as well. Obviously financially it ticked all the boxes and it was a club um, that's quite big in Asia. Um, They play Champions League regularly. And they're fighting for the championship regularly. So for me, um, from a football perspective as well, um, it was something that I thought uh, could uh, help me um, from from football as well on the pitch. It wasn't it wasn't a step backwards, so to speak. So um, yeah, it 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 kicked all the boxes. But in football, you never know. Like you said, I'm still only 28, and fortunately, in in Korea as well. Um, it's still quite young here. They still over anything under thirty is a young age over here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jason, said uh, there are a few Aussies now, uh playing in Korea. Do you get a chance to yeah. to catch up with those guys or, or speak to them at all?
3: Um, I think with this coronavirus, it kind of cut everything like um catching up with people and put that kind of out the window. Um, but we do have a group chat for all the Aussie boys. Um the PFA actually organised that which was um fantastic. Uh, So we're in communication with them and with all the boys on the group chat um, to see how we all are and how each club individually are handling the situation. Uh, I do speak to Tags here and there. Um, So obviously we're playing them this weekend. So... Um, send him a text to wish him all the best uh, I bet. <laughs> hopefully and not out <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
1: we're speaking to yeah. uh, Jason Davidson who plays in South Korea for Ulsan Hyundai uh, Jason now Travis wouldn't remember your dad uh, and that's Alan yeah. Davidson I do I remember him playing for South Melbourne he was a fantastic player played for the Socceroos uh, how much of an influence was he on your career
3: yeah massive influence um, I was fortunate enough to, to have a father who had played football at a, at a high level so he uh, guided me and um He's always been there throughout my career, from from the start and right through in, until now. So, we are always uh, in communication, especially about football games. And he's always been my hardest critic. So you need kind of someone like that um, behind you to to always push you further. Um, so I'm just grateful that uh, I've I've been able to have someone like that behind me the whole way throughout my journey of being a professional footballer.
1: Has he shown you any of his old videos when he when he played? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, he, he still thinks he's uh, – he says that he's still better than me. So every time I come back to Australia, you want to have a one-on-one session. Um, and he usually goes for hours because unless he wins, uh, we don't stop until he
1: wins. Well, that's dad's for you. Yeah, and The dad has to win, you see. Love
2: those competitive juices. Yeah. Hey, Jason, now, as uh, Don said, you, you've spent a bit of time uh, in many different countries. What's been, yeah. what's been your favourite place uh, as, a, as a whole package for lifestyle and football?
3: Oh, it's a tough one. You get the pros and cons of each country. Um, I think for me, uh, personally, um, I probably had the best spell when I was in Holland. I was enjoying my football there. Um, in the air, I was playing regularly. And a uh, lifestyle perspective, my wife and children enjoyed. It was a great country to live in and raise a family. And football-wise, I was playing consistently, consistently and I was happy. So I probably have to say Holland.
1: What about the language barriers? Have you picked up any languages from any of the countries that you've actually lived in?
3: Yeah, so I speak uh, Portuguese and Spanish. Well done. Um, when I lived there. Um, unfortunately, with uh, Dutch, everyone speaks English. <laughs> so it was uh, it was one of those countries that was quite hard uh, to, to pick up. I do understand bits and pieces, and I did speak Japanese when I lived there because I lived there for three years. So when I was young, I was fluent in that. Um so, yeah,
2: that's very impressive, by the way, Jay. And how's your Korean?
3: Oh, it's it's uh, it's unbelievable. I'm actually quite good with languages, but over here we've got a translator. So he's on the pitch, running around oh. translating everything. <laughs> so I've actually I've learnt nothing. <laughs>
1: oh, funny. yeah, that's that's the problem. Uh, when you've got a translator, makes you a bit lazy to learn.
3: Yeah, a bit lazy, so it's it's hard because you want to kind of learn so you can communicate with your teammates and the coaching staff, but it's hard when you've got a guy following you around the whole pitch <laughs> and <laughs> at the clubhouse, it's uh, uh, you can't. That's his job, so you can't push him away. <laughs> yeah,
1: fair enough. Just then, in, uh, uh, in closing, Jay, what is the uh, what is yeah. the future for you? How long are you going to stay in career, and uh, is there anywhere else you'd like to go? What's the future for you?
3: Oh, yeah, that's a tough question. Um, I think you know you've just got to take each day as they come and. It's it's a very competitive sport, so you could be you know at at the top end one day and then at the bottom the next day. So for me, it's just about having a big season this year, performing well um, as being a finer, You know we're the first ones to to get the boot if we're not performing. So just want to perform well this year, and you never know if it's to stay in Asia, go back to Europe. Go back to their league, you never know. So I just take one day as they come and then we'll see We'll see
1: where it goes yes, from there. Th- that's a good answer, too. Well done, Jay. Well, listen, buddy, uh, you're one of the lucky ones who's out on the pitch kicking the <laughs> ball. The rest of the world are still waiting. So well done, and we'll be watching from afar uh, with your career and we'll keep in touch with your career as well. Thanks, Travis. Thanks, Tom. Thanks uh, for having me. Cheers, mate. Ba- thanks for talking to us, Jay. Uh, well done, buddy. Uh, Jason uh, Davidson. Uh, yet yeah, you don't remember his dad? Do you? No, you wouldn't because no. he played. But he was—he was a good player. I know of his dad, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but never saw well, him play. Well, you can
1: YouTube. You've heard of YouTube? Go and have a bit of a squiz. His, okay, his yeah. dad could play. Uh, he was, I think, I'm pretty sure he was a defender fullback, I think, uh, for South like, Melbourne. Like
2: father, like son.
1: Yeah, like father, like son. Uh, Jason Davidson was our Aussie abroad. Thanks to Flight Center South Australia. Don't forget, if you're planning a holiday, call your local Flight Center travel expert on 131600. And of course, Hyundai, which is funny enough, he plays for All Sun Hyundai. Very funny, isn't it? Badaing, bada boom. Hyundai's end of financial year. Sailors on right now. You're going to see it to believe it. All right, we're going to take a short break, and then closer to home, we're going to have a chat to uh, Cal Viet going to be nice to him because you might try and maybe you could try and get a job with him there Trav. Yep uh, I'll be nice
2: to him and you can let him know that Tony uh, should get the job ahead of him.
1: No no I didn't say that. I didn't uh, say that. I No I did not say that.
0: think you might have.
1: Uh, we're going to take a short break back after this.
0: For Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere and Hyundai. Enjoy Hyundai's generous cashback on SENSA The Round Ball with Dom and Dodzy.
1: Yes, welcome back to the Round Ball with uh, Dom and here. How come we haven't got a camera in here? We used to have a camera in the last place, didn't we? We haven't got a camera here because, uh, Travis, you know there's because something wrong with you. It's there-
2: because the viewers... Something wrong with you. At you.
1: Something definitely wrong with you. We're here for Hyundai, of course. End of financial uh, year sale is on right now. See it to believe it. Hyundai's end of financial year sale on now. Hard to believe we're nearly halfway through the year. It incredible. is incredible. Look yep. no further for extra special value. See it to believe it. We're going to catch up with Carl Viet in uh, just a tick now. Is there anything you want to say before we go to my good friend, buddy, old pal Carl Viet? Dead, uh trip.
2: Uh, no, I. You're going to be
1: auditioning for a job. There could be one going
2: uh yeah why not would mate? You, always, would you, put, would always you, put your best foot forward would you like to get a job there uh, never say never
1: eh? well i know it's only because you hate the one you got now but anyway <laughs> that is very very true <laughs> we shouldn't say that because your bosses could be listening no take it back please no. anyway of course adelaide united at the moment uh well they lost their uh, head coach in verbake but carl Vied, as we know it is the interim coach he joins us now carl it's always good to talk to you buddy Good afternoon, Tom. How are you going? Not bad. Have we found you on the golf course by any chance? No, no. I'm making my favourite trip. I'm on
4: my way to Bunnings.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Second home, church. Oh, goodness. So so how have you been occupying your time during all this isolation?
4: Um, Been doing a fair bit of reading, you know, a little bit of study and um, finishing off all the jobs around the house that I haven't done.
2: Well, there you go. Scruff, uh, now I, I go and see your partner, Margie. Margie Barry, is a chiropractor, um, helped us out with the Adelaide United days. Now, I've been going to see Margie, and she said that a lot of people are asking, how's Carl? Is he coping well? Every time I speak to Margie, you're out on the golf course. <laughs> Uh with, with with Tony Vidmar. Yeah, that it
1: was Tony Vidmar. With Tony Vidmar, wow. yeah. So we are got to talk to Tony soon, so, so then we'll so ask him.
2: Margie's saying to me, everybody's asking about Carl. Carl's fine. He's living his best life out there at, at the, on the Living golf the dream.
1: Course. Yeah, yeah, look it's um it's, it's difficult you um
4: you know, to find time <laughs> to the day. Um but um, yeah, I try to have a bit of exercise as well. So, yeah, me and Tony get out and a couple of times a week and have a little bit of an exercise, talk football. So,
1: yeah, it's good. All right, let's start talking football here, Carl. At the moment, you are the interim coach there at Adelaide United, of course, with the Bake not coming back now. So, uh, firstly, let me ask you this question Would you like the job as the head coach if it was offered to you? Um, look, the club
4: are going to go through a process of um, looking for a new coach and. They've got a criteria And Look at the end of the day You know When I um, Stepped away from working With the young players To move on to Adelaide United uh, You know The long term Goal of mine Was to one day Take over And be the head coach So um, Yeah I'd definitely be interested Do you think you're ready Scruff? Um No you're yeah, ever ready Trev <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Very good point Very
2: good point How have you found That
4: yeah, Yep. Yeah. Look, I, I, I was coaching, you know, seven, eight years in the same role, and I suppose I, I got in a comfort zone, and and I became, I suppose, a little bit of a hypocrite because I always was challenging the young players to never be in a comfort zone. You always got to be outside to, to get better, and you know, I took that that step into working with Adelaide United with the with the A League side. So I'm definitely got out of my comfort zone, and I'm I've really enjoyed this past you know twelve months.
2: How have you found that transition from coaching juniors to professional men? Uh, obviously, you were a professional player. What's it like being in, the, in that environment as a coach?
4: Um, yeah, look, it, it, it's good. It's You know, you come across exactly the same issues that you, I had coaching the young players. You know, the, the same issues don't go away. They're the same issues no matter what level you're at. So, um, no, it's been good. It's more um, working with the senior players. It's more of a mental thing than than tactical it's how do you, you know, making sure you've got the players fresh and and ready to play every every week.
1: Cal, before the uh, season came to a grinding halt because of COVID-19 Adelaide United, well, you know, the wheels were starting to wobble and start to fall off, you were going through a bit of a bad patch Um, what did you see the problem was at the time, of course you, Verbeek was the head coach at the time, but what could you see was going wrong? Oh,
4: look, uh, it's no secret, it's a, and, you know, and Gertrude, you know, we we just uh, struggled defensively. Um, you know, we couldn't, um, we gave away far too many easy goals and were a little bit too open um, a lot of the times. And, you know, we did a little bit of work on that, but Gertrude was more interested in the attacking type of play. And, and that was, you know, I suppose our biggest issue. We just conceded far too many goals.
1: How are you going to fix it, though? I mean, we all knew that there were defensive problems, so how are you going to fix that problem when it comes back again?
4: Um, look, at this stage, I'm not the the coach at the moment, so... Uh, yes, you are. Look.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You've appointed me, have you, Dom? Well, yeah, just about.
2: Well, I did last week, Scruff.
1: Uh, Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, he only did. <laughs> he, he wants a <laughs> job there, by the way. Just for the record, he's auditioning for a job with you. Like, yeah, like about 15 other coaches yeah. in Adelaide. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, look, we just have to. I suppose you know, we, when the league does finally get back to to playing, when that is, we, we're not sure. Um, you know, five games against the top five teams, and you know, we we still got a goal that we want to make make the finals and play finals, and we'll have to win. You know, maybe four of those games to, to make the finals. So, so definitely, we'll have to tighten up defensively. Um, but also, we, we need to score goals, but still play that um, open brand and attacking football.
2: So what's the word from the club then in terms of uh, getting back into full training, uh, playing games, and and ultimately, uh, we heard Bruce speak uh, last week about the process for a new coach, but uh, that we don't know what's going to happen, so you could actually be the interim coach. Um, have you got a timeline on that?
4: Uh, no, we're still um, waiting for um, FFA. You know, they're still negotiating with, with Foxtel and they're still negotiating with the with the PFA. And I suppose you, they've still got to negotiate with the government as well to say when is a safe time for us to return back to the game to play and train. And also um, the players, have, you know, have to have an agreement with the FFA on on their salaries
2: are you able to do any training or i think you have been uh with individuals individual players or small groups
4: um no not at this stage because um, um we've got all our players stood down just for insurance um purposes are not
1: uh, allowed to train oh okay for, now now let me get this right for the remaining five games once we start uh, kicking the ball again you will be the interim coach for the end of the season
4: um, well, that will depend on whether we, you know, the club. We don't know when that's going to be back when we're starting and whether the club um, has appointed a new senior coach by then. If not, then um, I'm sure we'll have that discussion um, when it comes around.
1: You're starting to sound like a coach now, Carl. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> and a politician. <laughs> well, he has
2: been hanging around Bruce a fair bit. Oh, hang on! Oh, can you recall that one? Because we'll get Bruce. He's the ultimate politician.
1: <laughs> I didn't say that, by the way. Travis Dodd, former skipper of Adelaide United, said that.
4: All right. Yeah. Kate. Look, in, in an ideal world, we'd love to get back to training next week and start playing in four weeks' time. That that would be ideal, but we know it's not going to happen, and we just have to wait until the FSA and the government. And folks still come to an agreement for when we can get back in playing.
1: Yeah, and the sooner the better too, Carl, because I think we, uh, we're we jumping at the bit to, to try and see some action on the park. All right, Carl, well, good luck, mate. Uh, all the best. And if you do go for the job, uh, hope uh, next time we speak to you, you'll be the, uh, the head coach of Adelaide United.
2: Thanks, Tom. All right, take care, buddy. All the best, Scruff. And no all right, thanks, Tom. See you later. See you later. See you later. I don't see if, I don't see at the soccer pitch. I'll see it at Grange at the golf course. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did, you hear, did you hear that? Yeah. 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 If anybody would like to see I'll have a chat to Carl or an autograph or a photo. Grange yeah. golf course it is. <laughs> take, yeah. take care, buddy. All right, cheers. See you, later. See you later. That's the uh, interim coach at the moment of uh, Adelaide United, uh, Carl Veer. And, and you would dare say that they wouldn't appoint a coach for five games remaining, would they? They'd wait till the season finishes, and then in the off-season, appoint a appointed well,
2: coach. The, the press conference that Bruce Jitay did uh, when, when he was asked about this timeline said it all depended on when they go back to playing games because if if they go back playing games in like a couple months' time, well, then they may well conduct a search in the meantime uh, to appoint a coach, and it depends when next season starts. So yeah. if next season is a really short turnaround, then I think their ideal – timeline would be to appoint a coach straight away to get him involved now to follow on closely to next season if there's going to be an extended break between seasons then it's likely that uh, they have an interim coach most likely Carl uh, and then a point in the off season. all
1: right before we go to a break who would you like to see without being politically correct uh, who would you like to see as the next coach of Adelaide United well, who, who would be the best man for the job in your mind
2: the best man for the job, in my mind. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the a lot of the individuals we've spoken about all have merit. Uh, we've spoken about Carl uh, and Tony Vidmar. For me, I'd I'd like it to be one of them, to be honest. Um, we've spoken about uh, Johnny Aloisi and Ross Aloisi. Look, um, given given the fact that Johnny's. Yeah, he had runs on the board, has had mixed success at the clubs he's been at. Uh, I'd like to see an opportunity go to a coach that that hasn't been given uh, a chance uh, on the national team level, a national league level, and uh, I think um, yeah, one of those two would be would be very good. And
1: who's your gut feel, Carl? Okay. Alright, you heard it first here on uh, The Round Ball with Dom and Dodsey. We're going to take a short break and after the break, one of those that you did mention, Tony Vidmar. We're going to have a chat to him. You're listening to The Round Ball.
0: For Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere and Hyundai. Enjoy Hyundai's generous cashback on SENSA, The Round Ball with Dom and Dodsey.
1: Yes, all thanks to Hyundai's end of financial year sale on right now. See it to believe it. Uh, shortly we're going to catch up with uh, Tony Vidmar, he's the assistant coach with the uh, Socceroos, Tom Ronaldo and uh, Travis Dodd is here with the uh, round ball and uh, boy hasn't he had a terrific career before we go to Tony, uh, Tony Vidmar, Trav, he's had an amazing career.
2: Yeah, uh, he certainly has and I guess uh, the, the low the low point of that career would be when we qualified for World Cup, was, uh,
1: was it yep. South Africa? Uh, yes, it was. Yeah, which you missed out.
2: Um, yeah, due to the the heart condition, yep. um, wasn't it? Yeah. So the uh, players all have to go un- uh, undergo testing by FIFA um, for heart conditions and that kind of stuff and something was picked up then which ruled him out which uh, would have been absolutely heartbreaking
1: Yeah, Absolutely would you can see it in, in, in his face and his eyes and he's a yeah. hell of a nice guy nowadays into yeah. coaching of course he's the assistant coach with the uh, Socceroos and uh, he's one of our dark horses possibly to uh, coach uh, Adelaide United or be the next Adelaide United That's coach That's if
2: he's even interested
1: Well, uh, Why well, wouldn't you be interested? But you never know Let's ask him ourselves because he's on the line right <laughs> now Tony Vidmar yes. joins us. Tony, thanks for your time.
5: Good afternoon Tom Trav, uh, next Sponga. question
1: for you. <laughs> no, we like to hit, give the hard-hitting questions on the round ball here, Tony.
5: <laughs> you said you were going to be uh, nice to me.
1: I'm always <laughs> nice to you, and I'd like to see But all right, let me just ask at the top of that, get it out of the road before we talk about other things. Would you, if, if the coach uh, coaching job of Adelaide United came up, they asked, Tony, would you like to coach Adelaide? Would you take it? Next question, please. <laughs> <laughs> nah, now you're sounding like a bloody politician again. <laughs>
5: <laughs> again? What do you mean? I've never been a politician. Yeah. Well, we spoke. Ah, look, we just spoke to course, Cal V, and he said the
1: same thing. Yeah.
5: yeah. Well, he said uh, he's, he's a politician. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, um, whenever, whenever there's a uh, a role like that, uh, you'd you'd be considered for
1: it. Okay, that, that's all you're going to say. All right. Well, well, of course you are the assistant with the uh, the, na- the national team in the program. There, you are in Adelaide in isolation. What have you been doing in the interim since nothing's <laughs> been happening?
2: Uh, not much. Well, not Carl, much. Carl gave us a pretty good idea what you two yeah, have been yeah. doing in the interim. Yeah.
5: Yes, I've been uh, hitting the golf course a fair bit, <laughs> so uh, that's been that's been great. I've been working on my game, so. Uh, <laughs> That's been uh, a fair bit of change, has been good. Has, it's, uh, has it
1: been frustrating, though, not being able to do anything on the football front uh, like a lot of other people around the world?
5: Yeah, it is. It is. Look, we've been... Because um, uh, I have a, a, a dual role with the, uh, with the national team, I... Uh, work with uh, gary Van egman with the 20s um, looking at uh, that next group of of players coming through so uh, we just had a a zoom meeting for a couple hours talking about the 20s age group and uh, what we should do to um, still keep them uh, involved in some way and it's difficult because some of them are probably uh, in isolation or doing a little bit of training on their own and there's not much you can do you can do so much uh, video analysis but then that can get to a point where that becomes too much as well.
2: Tony, I had pl- pleasure, I don't know if I'd say pleasure or displeasure, uh, of having Gary Van Egmond as an assistant coach uh, when I was at Newcastle. <laughs> Hello, what does that mean? When I was at Newcastle, <laughs> right? And all I would hear from him when I was uh, running up and down the sideline was, Travis, get back! Travis, well, get back! Well, let's face it, you is didn't he, get
1: back often enough. Is
2: he still, does he still scream at the players uh, non-stop? It's, uh, no, different, it's a different Gary. Uh, uh, maybe it's just, yeah. just you. <laughs> maybe it's just
5: you, yeah, exactly. No, Gary, uh, look... Gary's uh, been coaching for uh, for a long time now, so uh, a lot of the uh, those experiences he probably looks back and uh, thinks maybe he can do something different to the next Travis Dodd. <laughs> but uh, but uh, no, no, it's not. Uh, it's been uh, it's been good uh, having a look at that uh, next cohort of players coming through. So, uh, and Gary's got the experience of. Uh, Working with uh, the age group below, and also uh, in senior football.
2: So, what does uh, what does that role involve with the with the under twenties in particular? Is there a lot of travel uh, involved? Scouting players? Uh, are you scouting players both locally and internationally? Uh,
5: yes, we are. Yes, we are. It's been uh, it's been quite good until um, the situation has has come up uh, with the coronavirus. But uh, back in February, we headed to uh, the Netherlands for. Four games, three, four games against uh, the club teams, and we had a look at uh, boys who are based in Europe that we don't know. Um, and there's probably a number of players who you don't know because they've actually left the country at a young age, mm. or or have um, uh, have a parent who's Australian and they were born there and, and things like that. So it gives us an opportunity to to, to go as far as wide as we can at uh, identifying Australian players. Uh, and it's been good because we can compare them to the players that we uh, have been away with pre-tournaments uh, or pre-qualifiers and, and give us a gauge of uh, what's, uh, what's coming through.
1: On that note, <coughs> we uh, did speak to Fernando and I should give you uh, a bit yes. of a plug on this because of his son, 17, and I spoke to Tony uh, off-air, obviously, about this, and Tony did a lot of research. Unfortunately, he's uh, not eligible, is he, Tony? Because, uh, um, well, he was born in Brisbane, but uh, he's not naturalised Australian.
5: Correct. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, yeah. There's a lot of uh, uh, hoops that you've got to go through, uh, especially if you don't have uh, Australian parents. Uh, it's all the uh, yeah FIFA rules, so it's uh, it's unfortunate because um, if uh, he's anything like his father, he'd be a uh, a decent uh, decent player, and uh, yeah that's an unfortunate thing he doesn't uh, qualify because of his citizenship
2: Tone that uh, tournament in February uh, that you played in, in Holland the mixed results yep. there what was uh, what was the outcome of the, the players that you saw were you happy with uh, what, what's coming through
5: yeah. Well, look, we uh, we took uh, it was probably half a dozen uh, players based in Australia who weren't who weren't thereabouts in uh, in the A League. There were a number of boys who we've had in the twenties who are currently playing A League or on the bench, so we didn't uh, take them with us. Uh, and it was more of a it was more of an identification tournament to see to see these players, get them in hand, have a look how they're on the training field, then how they can adapt quickly to how we want to play. But then also. To see what what they're like. Uh, as I said, it was more of an identification tournament. Uh, we played Utrecht and Twenty won those games. We played Ajax, we lost. Uh, and the first half we actually played pretty good. Uh, Ajax in the second half went to uh, two new levels and uh, uh, had a had a win. So. Um, we didn't look at the at the results of it uh, but again, we probably identified a good four or five players in that uh, group to, to move forward with.
1: Tony, this hiatus of not playing games for so long, has it put a spanner in the works with the all those teams and the national team because you're meant to be going to Argentina in June for the Copa America. Has it chucked things upside down now?
5: Yeah, it definitely has. It, it, it has that um, probably at the moment international football especially at senior level is probably on the back burner uh, with a lot of uh, probably majority of the competitions around the world who want to finish off the current season uh, and then possibly go straight into their uh, their next season. So I think international football is probably going to be a little bit uh, quiet for for a few more months. Um, and again, then if it uh, starts up again next year, then it becomes a uh, a full on a full on year of international football because we still have four more qualifying games to to play in the uh, second phase, and then it's. Um, uh, I think it's twelve games, something like ten or twelve games for the second phase, uh, or the last phase. So it's going to be uh, busy. Probably the the good thing of it is that uh, the World Cup is uh, November of uh, of twenty twenty two. So it gives us uh, gives them time to uh, to fit it in. Uh, but again, it's all everything is so unknown because we don't know what's uh, what's going to happen with competitions around the world.
2: Yeah, Tony, with uh, youth development, we saw uh, a few weeks ago now. I think it is uh, the Golden Generation were quite critical of uh, football in Australia and, and how it's progressed or hasn't progressed, uh, in particular, Viduka with the AIS. Uh, do you think that's an important program and pathway for our youth to, to be able to go through?
5: Uh, I think I was uh, quite vocal uh, during that time when I was in charge that you still needed that uh, AIS program there to, uh, to help with uh, youth development. Um, a lot of people say it's a, it's a finishing school um, but also I think it's uh, it's a younger age group that is there, so once they leave there, then they're leading into A-League clubs, so that gives them you know, a, a fair bit of time to uh, to work with those players, and I think it's critical, especially at that stage uh, two, three years ago where some of the A-League clubs started up their own academy uh, and they were fairly new, and uh, we said that uh, continue on having the AAS because it would actually help the A-League clubs uh, with their academies, gives them time to uh, to develop uh, their players, and then at some point you can phase the AIS out once the daily clubs, their academies are are really truly up and uh, up and running. Um, uh, and I can remember speaking to um, it was a Danish uh, technical director from uh, Copenhagen, and he said that uh, with Copenhagen is probably one of the better. Uh, academies in in Denmark uh, and and in the Scandinavian countries, is that it takes ten years for you to really develop your academy, uh, and if you don't get it right, then it'll take you another ten years to fix up the problem.
1: Incredible. So, yeah. 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 Well, hopefully one day we can sort that out here in Australia. Well, we could talk to you all day, Tony. But just before we let you go, <coughs> I know t- I know your brother Aurelio is back in Adelaide in isolation again. Have you dropped a kilo of tomatoes at his door? <laughs> <laughs>
5: I asked, actually, if I could keep him in isolation for six months.
1: uh <laughs> 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 oh, brotherly love. you got to love that. <laughs> Uh,
5: no, nah, the, nah, the the pomodori, so he's got the backyard there uh, starts, uh, growing his
1: own. <laughs> Beautiful. Hey, Tony, it's always good to talk to you, mate, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll keep in touch, all right? All the best. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Joe. Thank Tom. you. Good Catch on you, it. Tony. Bye-bye. That's uh, former Socceroo, and, well, he's been there, done that. Uh, he was uh, head of uh, the AOS before they shut it down, yep. uh, Tony Vidmar, and uh, he's a lovely bloke.
2: He is, yeah. Um, had some, spent some time with him uh, in Northern Territory. We did, uh, I can't even remember what we were doing up there some sort of clinics but um hell of a bloke and good to have a drink with as well
1: yeah he is no he's a top bloke and uh, in the running for maybe it uh, didn't give too much away about maybe getting the job but i'm sure he'll take it if he, he was offered the job uh nearly time to go but before we do that just talk a bit of uh, women's sport of course thanks to uh sa power networks empowering women's football here in south australia and let's hope that uh, gets underway uh, in the new season uh, well done to uh sarah willesey uh, who has uh, been uh, chosen as the uh, goalkeeper in the um W League uh, PFA team, and she's had a fantastic season, season, yeah, Yeah. and also uh, one of my favourite players I saw this year, Mallory Webber, two Adelaide United players into the uh, PFA team of the season in this year's uh, season.
2: Well, absolutely, it's a silver lining, I think, to to what was uh, a pretty ordinary season. Uh, I think Sarah also won the save of the season, so... uh, this this is always a, a special uh, award to to win because it is voted by your peers uh, within the league. So to be recognised by team teammates and opponents around the league uh, is is pretty special. That's for sure.
1: Absolutely. Well, we got to go, Trav. So uh, nice to have your company again this always week. a pleasure, uh, mate. Next Wednesday night at five thirty. Thanks for joining the Round Ball with Dom and Dodzi.